So today we're going to be talking about, which is interesting because this, this lesson is very, very dense, but we'll try to get through it in the next couple of days or so. Um, but let's start with verse one down to verse three, because there's some verses there that I think um, will kind of help us better understand what God wants to work through us. Verse one says, now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth and he and his disciples asked him saying, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents? That he was born blind. Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sin, but that the works of God should be revealed to him. Now, all of us, to some degree, were born in an uncomfortable, some of us, uh, a, a situation that we really didn't desire to be born into. What are some things that um, kids oftentimes or people are oftentimes born into or born with that people may look at them and be or feel bad for them? Lack of money, so poverty. What else? A disability. a disability, yep. Like this young man, he was born blind. What's another one? A bad situation that when people look at it, like, man, that's, that's tough. Something must have happened. Mama must have did something. Daddy must have did something. What are some things that a mom and dad could do that could put a child in an un- in a situation that may not feel uh, good to be in. So we got poverty, we got a disability. Maybe a person was born into what kind of home? Single parent home, yeah. In life, this verse talks about, uh, well, the first thing we're going to make sure we don't really gloss over is that it says, now as Jesus passed by, He saw a man who was blind from birth. This right here kind of lets us know what's beautiful about the nature of God, that God is not passing by your situation. Whatever your situation is, whether you were born in a single parent home, whether you were born in an alcoholic home, whether you was born in in whatever, whatever type of environment, God is not going to pass you by. Some people were born in poverty. Some people were born with a disability, mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever it is. Some people was born in a single parent home. Some people was born in a lot of uh, situations that is like, man, that's tough. But the beautiful thing about this that we realize is that Jesus did not pass this blind man. And a lot of you all may feel like, man, has God passed me by? We don't know how long this man had been blind. Imagine being blind from birth. You know, you playing the keys like, what's his name? Who's blind? Uh, Stevie Wonder and you blind but talented and can't even see. You never saw your mama's face. You never saw your daddy's face. You never saw that the sky was blue. You never saw what color the grass was. You don't even know what a flower is. <clears throat> and imagine being a person that heard everybody else interpret the beauty of God, but you couldn't even behold the beauty of God with your own eyes. So this man was born blind. I don't know if he was 14 years old. I don't know if he was 15. 16, maybe 22 at this time, but he was born blind. So imagine some of you all are probably feeling the same way. Man, some of you all are in this situation right now. We are in some uh, situations where you're like, man, it sucks being born in this. Now, with these siblings, with this parent, these parents, born with this situation, born in this neighborhood, born at this economical status, right? But the thing that I love about God is that God is not going to pass you by. He says when Jesus, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? It then said, Jesus answered, neither this man 
nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Now, <clears throat> we talked about how, I'm kind of laboring that for a little bit, about how Jesus ain't going to pass you by, right? God's not going to pass you by. Right now, you may have feel, you may have feelings that you've been passed by. Some of you are like, man, I hope, I wish God could just take me out of this home. I wish God could give me a new set of parents. <laughs> or I wish that he was my parent. I wish she was my parent. Or I wish that I grew up this kind of way. I wish I had this money. How many of us wish that we grew up in a mansion? How many of us wish that we was Will Smith, went from Philadelphia all the way to Bel Air to be in a mansion with their uncle? How many of us wish that, you know, we drove in a better car? How many of us wish that we didn't have to go to the same corner store for eggs and milk? I know how that feels. I grew up poor. I grew up with no money. I grew up off of Wilkinson Boulevard before they gentrified it. Like, I grew up in a place where, you know, um, in a cul-de-sac right across the street, I forgot what the name of that school is, where I heard gunshots. I heard gang violence. I mean, there was times my mom said you have to get on the floor because there might be a drive-by, right? Like, we've heard that. I know that life, right? I grew up in a situation where, you know, syrup sandwiches and ketchup sandwiches and, and uh, we had to creatively come up with meals, right? Like, my first time having good bacon was when I was in eighth grade. My first time having Prego for ketchup sauce was in eighth and ninth grade. So I know what it's like not to have anything. I know what it's like to uh, 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 just be a kid that had big dreams but lived in a small hood, right? And so there was times where I was like, God, just just come snatch me out of this. Like, God, like God, help me to be uh, in a situation where when I went to Cramington Christian and I, and I saw kids in Benzes and Lexuses, and I'm like, man, I have to be driven 45 minutes to school? Thank you, fam. So I know how it is to be brought up in a home where your dad ain't there. Me and my dad cool, so when I say this, I want you to think my dad crazy. But I grew up in a home with just me and my mom. You know what I'm saying? I grew up where, you know, I had watched my mom cry, working two jobs. So I know what it's like to be in a situation where you're like, man, could I have been born in a better situation? Some of us was born in a great situation and the situation changed. Some of us was born in, in, in a lot of different ways where it was like life was good and it got bad. Some of us, it was good, bad, good. And some of us was bad, 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 good. And whatever it is. You're going to find yourself in a situation where you're going to look to heaven and hope that someone would not pass you by. And that's where this young man found himself. He couldn't see Jesus walk by, but he knew something changed when he met this person. But we see here that his disciples had a conversation. He was like, Jesus, you know, you know, you ever been with someone, you in a group and there's that one person, that two group of people that's always trying to suck up to the brown nose up to the to the to the whoever. And this, this is what the situation is. And they were trying to be smart, trying to be like, hey, master, look, look at what I discovered. Right. And so they said, and the disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? Now, some people can look at your situation and be like, man, they daddy must have sinned. And some of y'all, y'all daddy did sin. Your mama did sin. It was a situation where it was in sin. But some situations God put you in. Some people say sin put me in here, but, but what if it was God that put you in it? What are, what are some ways that God or situations that God can put you in that you may not like to be in? Situations that you was like, man, it could, I think it's sin, but it's actually God that put me in. What are some examples of situations that says God put you in this, not sin put you in it? I know it's a tough question, not a tough one, but I know it's like, is this going to be a wrong answer kind of deal? 
But it could be a lot of things that <clears throat> you think sin puts you in, but God puts you in. Anything that God puts you in is going to help you win. For instance, did anybody choose their parents? <laughs> Nobody was like, you know, I wish there was like, you know, you, you about to go down the slide from heaven to earth. And you're a little kid, right? And then and, and you have this little, I know some of y'all wish I had this little draft. <laughs> like, like you see this parent, you see that parent, you see that single parent. Nobody was able to say, I choose him and her. None of us chose our parents. Even our own parents didn't choose us. <laughs> our parents didn't go to the heaven, heavens.com, baby, baby, uh, baby delivery from heaven.com. It was like, yo, I want this kid, look like this, have these traits, whatever. None of us chose our parents and none of our parents chose us so God obviously put you in it if you survived it then there could be a way you can win from it now if you change your perspective about this you'll find yourself succeeding if you look at your situation and be like man this sucks my dad sucks my mama suck my siblings suck I suck <laughs> whatever it is if you look at it from a sin situation and not how God put you in that situation, then you'll never win that situation. What that means is I got to say, hey, what does, like Jesus says, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Do you know that it could be that your situation that you're in right now, God is going to, is, God is equipping you to help people. Now, can I really reach women? Can I, can I really reach women like a woman can reach a woman? No, because I'm not a woman. I can reach the only but so far. But a woman woman, so when, you know, when women do what women do, I'm sitting there confused. <laughs> I'm like, I can only go but so far with this situation, right? Hey, girly, right? So can I reach? So for instance, my story determines who I can reach. We always say that a mess creates a what? A message. A test creates a what? Testimony. I can't have a message without a mess. I can't have a testimony without a test, right? So when I understand that, then I'll, I'll see, could it be that I was born in this situation for a reason? Could it be that I was born with these parents for a reason? Could it be that I was born in this economical state for a reason? Could it be that I was born with this disability for a reason? Could it be that I was born in a single parent home for a reason? Could it be? But if all I see is a mess, and I never let that mess age, I can't have a message. If I, don't, if I see it as a trial or as a tough time versus a test, I can't have a testimony. And so now you got to look at your situation different. Because could it be that God put you in that situation? Could it be that the reason why you don't know this or that <clears throat> or this person <clears throat> wasn't there for your life? Could it be that God? I used to ask God when I was at school and, you know, I was playing ball. And there would be times where after practice, you know, after practice, parents pick up kids. Right. And, 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 you know, my mom working two jobs picked me up late a lot. Right. That, that's just what it was, how it was. Even after basketball practice, I didn't get home at 12 o'clock at night because after basketball practice ended at eight o'clock, me and my mom were going cleaning the church or we cleaning the dentist's office. So after practice, after a long day of school, 
little study hall period, then basketball practice. Then I had to go work, right? And so by the time I got home 11, 12 o'clock, you know, I was tired. But in those, after those basketball moments, you know how you got, we have one goal, two goal, three goal, four goal, five, six goals, right? You know when you shoot free throws after the game or you just playing ball, right? And you're just doing your thing to mom pick you up. I see a two players of mine whose dad's getting rebounds for them. And there was a time where I was like, man, I wish I had pops passing me the ball after. So I had that feeling. And there was times I would go home or when I was mopping the gym floor after practice, I was like, man, because I was actually mopping the gym floor. And I used to get buckets there, too, after before I mop half the court. The other court, my mom vacuuming somewhere else. I'm getting shots up. But I was mopping. I love the game, man. I was obsessed. But as I was mopping the gym floor, there was times where I was like, man, I really wished that, that my dad, my dad was cool, but I wish my dad was, like, in the home, like, I wish that we didn't have to go clean dentist offices. I wish we didn't have to go clean a church after. Like, I wish I could just go home, have a, a, a hot meal, don't have to see if my mom's going to drive through Wendy's to get me a, 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 a whatever type of burger I had. It was the triple class, whatever it's called. But there was times where I was like, man, I wish. But as I got older, I realized that if my dad at that state, my dad's great now, but at that state, if he was in the home, at that time, would I be who I am today? So I thought it was sin. I wish my dad wasn't in sin. I wish my mom wasn't in sin. And I wish that, uh, but all the whole time, God wanted to create a narrative. He wanted to create a story so authentic, so real that can reach somebody else. So whatever your situation is, whether you know your mom, know your dad, or you know both of them, you're in two different homes, you're traveling here and there, or you got both parents, but it's toxic in the home. Do you know some homes is better with one parent and two parents? There's people here right now got two parent homes, but it's toxic. You got both mom there. Hold on, not both moms. Well, some people got two moms. <laughs> I mean, I worked at elementary school where I was, it, was, it was kindergarten graduation. <laughs> I won't forget it the day of my life. It's kindergarten graduation. I, get a, I had a little walkie-talk. I was the BMT. They called me. Yo, we got a fight outside. I'm like, I went this way, went outside. So when I get outside, I see two women about to fight. So I grabbed one woman and said, Ugh. The other BMT grabbed the other woman. Come to find out, the little kid who's kindergarten, mama left this woman to be with another woman. This woman found out that she got a new woman. Grandma invited her to graduation. Didn't tell the mama that again. She pulls up. What? 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 I had uh, what's some little tracks on the ground. I mean, they was pulling hair. That's the, that's the, so this is a piece of cake. We're at the private school. It's a piece of cake. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm trying to say, what am I trying to say about that? Some people got two homes, two mamas. But anyway, some people got a, a, a mama, mama, dad, mama, dad, mom, whatever it is, right? They have it. Either way, no matter how you had it, God can bring it through for the point to where you can win. So a lot of you all saying, hey, man, I wish. My dad was here. I wish my mom was here. Or some people who are older may say, man, I wish that my life was a little different. But if you see how God sees your situation, you can see 
what type of difference he wants. The issue is we want God to give us something different versus using the situation we're in to make a difference. It's a big difference. Different means I wish this was different. Second perspective is how can I make a difference from what I wish was different? Because God made a difference. Oh, we're going somewhere now. Walk with me now. The difference means the what? What's difference mean? The difference is between one and another. The mediator Christ came and bridged or made a difference in my life that consumed the difference, the space in between. So now, instead of wishing this was over, now I can move this over and make a difference in someone's life. What I'm trying to say is this. Don't wish that your situation was different. Now, there are certain situations you can make different, but don't wish it was different. Because if you wished it was different, then you couldn't make a difference in somebody's life. So if God, could, if I, if God answered my prayer and completely changed and created a life that I desired, would I be able to reach some of y'all today? No. If I grew up with a silver spoon in my mouth, life was perfect. Life was great. Have you ever met people? And I did. And some of y'all probably have. That they got money, money, money. The girls spoil, spoil, spoil. The sons spoil, spoil, spoil. Right? Sheltered. Cuddled. Protected was given everything, they become brats, right? You ever met them and they were like, oh, you know, my, my Mercedes crashed yesterday and my dad just got me another one. Oh my gosh, the inconvenience of this stuff. Oh, I wish people can drive better, you know? That kind of stuff, right? Can they really impact anybody? What is the universal language, the universal experience that we all have and all share? It's a four-letter word. If you get it, you ten dollars. Just joking. <laughs> my wife. Now, I'll give you some money if you get it. Four-letter word. Uh-uh. Four, a four-letter word, something we all share and experience. It's a four-letter word. I'm only taking three, huh? Pain. God, oh my. I need to know. You got cash out? Yep. All right, pain. Pain. Dang, I lost some money. I should have kept my mouth shut. Losing money out here in these streets. Pain. <clears throat> There's, we all share pain, but we all don't share gain. So all of us don't have the same, you see, you feel me? You felt that, did you? Not all of us share the same, so all of us don't have the same gain, nor do all of us have the same pain, but we all know what this feels like. We may not always know what this feels like, gain. A lot of us don't know what money feels like. Moms don't know what it's like to wake up and, 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 and you can just eat whatever, you know what I'm saying? But we all know what this feels like. Pain, right? So if, I don't, if I'm always protected from pain, then how can I help somebody else out of their pain? Could it be that your story right now is the exact story needed for somebody else going through what you're going through? Do you know, you, you guys are how old? 13, 14, 15, right? 14, 15, 15 soon to be. So, oh, y'all not turning 16, right? This ain't y'all. So y'all turn old, man. Y'all getting old. Baby's growing up, man. Y'all getting old. So <clears throat> y'all on chapter 15 and 16, right? I'm on chapter 37. What's the math? 37 minus 16 is what? Don't do it right. 
21. Is that right? 21, right? I have 21 years ahead of you all. That means I done lived a whole adult life before you was even born, right? So when I was 21, what was I doing at 21? I was in college. Probably, oh, I was writing my, my first book, I think was coming out. So at 21, while y'all was, right, I was writing, right? I was uh, doing concerts, stuff like that, <clears throat> at 21. Now, at 37, I still remember 16. <clears throat> I still remember 15. I can take these same experiences, <clears throat> excuse me, I can take these same experiences and at 37, be able to still tap into y'all's world, which is a little bit different, <clears throat> but the Bible says nothing new under the sun. So y'all may be going through different frustrations, but we have the same feelings. <clears throat> so back when I was 15, 16, I didn't have social media. I don't know what it's like to have the peer pressure at y'all's level, <clears throat> but just like y'all are going through these experiences at this age, there's still peer pressure at this age. So <clears throat> the goal is, is to say, okay, sometimes I got to go back because I'm teaching y'all. I have to go back to my 15, 16 year old days. I have to go back into that world where I was, my desk was right there. You know, you sitting at my same desk when I was in school here. I was sitting right there. And Miss Fox was my teacher. So I know it's like to be in this room. <laughs> like, 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 this is where one of my hearts got broken, right here in front of these set of lockers when that girl broke up with me and told everybody she was a singer. I was, a, no, was, a, was I a sophomore? She was a junior. Where on the street was, you know, everybody felt bad for me because I was that good kid that was like, everybody was kind of cool with, but I won all the Christian character awards, so there was a little envy, a little resentment, but then, but then I was cool enough, chill enough to where, you know, I used to beatbox the table, used to hit the, the, the pens on the desk and stuff like that. I used to rap at the table and stuff like that, and then I had to move tables because, you know, the boys was hating, so I went to the varsity girls' table. But anyway, that's too much in there. Either way, right in front of these lockers, I remember like it was yesterday. I was coming down the hallway. I was coming down these same steps. One of my homeboys was like, man. <laughs> that's what he said. He said, man, you better find out something. I said, man, what's up, man? You good, man? I'll give you buckets anyway. I'll give you 40. Talking, just talking to you a little rap. You know what I'm saying? I come down the stairs, she meets me right at these doors. And we started walking this way, and she was like, just want to let you know that it's not, it's not I think she gave me this, it's not me, it's, it's not you, it's me kind of jargon. And she was like, you know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Right, and the varsity girls was all, I think it was varsity girls, like they was all around. And I said, dang. So I, I went, I, I sped walk, I sped walk to Miss McCullough's classroom right now. I forgot what teacher grabbed me. I started crying. Cry like I was like dang. Come to find out the next day she was talking to a dude and he kind of rapped to her and she, you know, then she started going for him. So I know what it's like in the middle of all your people and you know what was main, mainstream news the next day. <laughs> Then I was so petty the next year. This, but see, I'm petty as it. I was petty the next year. See, she was the president. We had student council. She was the president. Um, the year she broke up with me. I said, okay. Next year when they ran for student council, it was me against her. And anyway, I was like, man, we're going to win it. So she got to high school. But I said, you know what? The middle schoolers love me. 
I went upstairs, passed our little flyers, folks for Joshua Ezzy, vote for Joshua Ezzy, vote for Joshua Ezzy, vote for Joshua Ezzy, Beat it by like a landslide. But anyway, that's me just being petty, going down memory lane. But I know how it feels. You know what I'm saying? I know how it feels to be y'all. Some of y'all hearts got broken. Some of y'all, you know, y'all situations are similar or whatever. But sometimes you got to step in. I got to step in the 15 and 16 world and be like, what's their world like? What they feelings like? Right? But a lot of us, to some degree, I, I'm kind of losing my place here, but Verse 3 said, Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sin, but that the works of God should be revealed to him. So, you could have been born blind, born in a single-parent home, born in a situation you didn't want to be in, born, 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 born. Kids are born every day in situations <clears throat> undesirable. But God says, how can I work that? I'm not the reason why God said, I'm not the reason why your mama's sin. I'm not the reason why your daddy's sin. I'm not even reason for whatever. I just know however you got here, however you got into this world, I can use it to change your world and change someone else. So I want you to think about this day as we, as we stop. Is that number one, be, in, be confident and be comforted that Jesus hasn't passed by your situation. God ain't forgotten about you. A lot of you all cried about four or five jars, 32-ounce jars of tears. God collected them all. Some of you all grew up in situations like, man, I really hate my mom. I really hate my dad. I really hate my brother. I really hate the situation I'm in. Don't hate it. Because that hate will close the gate to the world that you're supposed to help somebody else through. Or inspire a world, inspire people. So you got to say, hey, man, first, God, thank you for being here with me. Thank you, even though I may be 15 in this situation. I may be 16 years old in this situation. You listen on YouTube, wherever you listen. You may be 25 in this situation, 30 in this situation, 40 in this situation. But God is saying, hey, man, it's not about it's not about how you were born. It's how I plan to reborn you. Because could it be that this every hero story, how, how, does most, how do most superhero movies start? How they most, I'm talking a little kid who became a superhero. How, how, how do those stories usually start? Bad situation, then what happens? He gets pushed at school, oh man, he gets picked on, talked about, and then one day he's on the wall like this. You know what I'm saying? One day, one day he's Spider-Man. Now all of a sudden he's like, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is, it's not about how you were born. It's about how you're reborn. What happens when you're reborn? Reborn. You get a new set of what? You're born with what? When you're born as a, as a baby, you're born with what? Legs. So you get a new walk when you're reborn. What else you're born with? Arms. So you get a new way of handling things, right? When you're reborn. When you're born, you're born with what? A nose, so you <laughs> so you smell things differently. You got a new sense of smell, right? What's another thing you're born with as a kid? Eyes. So now when you're reborn, you have a new way of looking at life. Don't you know it's good to smell things differently? You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine, like for instance, <clears throat> when you grew, like when I went to, uh, or just different places, like when you're when you're um, when you're used to certain foods smelling a certain type of way, right? If you smell it now, if you sm when you smell it, you're like, man, this this neighborhood stinks. <clears throat> the the smoking, the smug, the, this neighborhood just, man, why do we gotta drive by here? 
when you're reborn, you're not, distra- not distracted by the smell no more. Now you can go into that same neighborhood. You can go into that same situation. You can actually walk through an a, a alleyway now. Like, how many of us God can only use to a certain point because the way you turn your nose? Like, imagine having to deal with homeless people. <clears throat> imagine having to deal with people that smell like body odor, smell like, like the bathroom, or being around a, a, a culture of people that smell like alcohol or, or smell like sin. When you're, when, you're, when you're born, you like, man, nah, I'm not going to, uh-uh, that stinks. They stink, that smells, whatever. But now when you're reborn, the smell don't distract you no more. Like, we saw the video, like, like, like the woman with the issue of blood and how she reached you. Did he say, what's that smell? Come on now. When you, when you got something like that, you, you don't smell good. See what I'm saying? He didn't say, what's that smell? He says, who touched me? So how can we touch someone, impact someone, if we're distracted by our senses not being reborn and refurbished and, and made new? So no matter what situation that you're born in, be comforted that God hasn't passed you by. Number two, don't be distracted by what people got to say about your situation. People going to say, man, well, this is mama's fault. It's her daddy's fault. Well, if her dad was only in her life, maybe. Oh, man, I, you know, I've had people that feel bad about your situation. They'd be like, oh, I'll just, man, I, statistics, statistics say. <laughs> people, if you're born in a single parent home, 75% of People feel bad about the situation. I don't feel bad about my situation. I'm glad I was born in a single parent home. That sounds crazy right now, but I'm glad. Because look at the man it's made me into. The experiences. Look at what they made me into. So don't be sad in your situation. Find a way to be glad in your situation, despite what other people have to say about the situation. Because you could be sitting in a situation that's equipping you to impact the nation. Man, if I didn't go through what I went through, I wouldn't be finishing book 10 right now. I wouldn't be at 2,500 YouTube videos. I wouldn't be where I'm at today, man. I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I haven't been, if I didn't go through what I was born into. So what am I trying to say? <clears throat> People going to have a lot to say about your situation. Even you going to have a lot to say about your situation. Don't wish that it was different. Be thankful that you can make a difference. And what you want to be different. But last but not least, Jesus answered him, neither this man nor his parents sin. Meaning, it's not your fault that you're in a situation. Could be. It could be that it's not even your mom and dad's fault situation. But thousands upon thousands of years ago, when you was in the mind of God, because you have to understand everything that's happened right now already happened. God is not looking at your life and be like, show me something new. He already knows. So back in God's mind was everything within time. And he knew you before he knew grass. He knew you before he said, let there be. Ain't that powerful? That God had me in the plans before he made land? Like, before he made anything, I was a part of the script. So if I'm a part of the script, then I can't scratch out how I was born in this thing. Because it's all things work together for the good. So now, no matter how bad it is, it's actually pretty good. Because the person that you're made or reborn into, 
You're going to impact so many people. It says, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. What does God want to reveal through you? You are a movie. You are Spider-Man. <laughs> you whatever Marvel character, superhero you want to be. It's the same story. Born in this situation. Didn't know I had these superpowers. And one event comes out of nowhere. Now I realize I can walk on walls and, and shoot webs and or I got these different skills. And now you're saving the world. Go be Spider-Man. Any questions, thoughts, comments? All right, we're done. Any questions? Good, good, all right, good, promise, good, all right, we're done.